This is a Power 98.7 podcast. Now we're talking. Subscribe to Power 98.7 podcasts in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. There's more on power987.co.za. Welcome to the second hour of the Power Zone right here on Power 98.7. A big thank you to everyone that rallied behind the open line this morning. This being on 0861-987-000 and everyone else as well that is just sending us some love there by X. We really, really appreciate you starting the day with us on this particular note. We're going into sports in a moment and this is where we find Modiba Apeta. We're really strategic about but how we bring you the show every morning and which is why then you find us in this particular segment every Friday morning. This is where we rope in our sports commentator, Modiba Peter, who comes through in the second hour of the show on all things sports, right? So here we'll be looking at the past weekend of sporting action. Going into the week, we'll also take a look at results as well. We'll also position ourselves here to get the best out of this long weekend through sports. So it's going to be a lovely one and Mudiba is going to be giving us a sense and a breakdown a sporting code by sporting code this morning in terms of what we can expect on the sporting front there in the pitches on our screens and the likes so uh, do join us also there by X we're rallying behind at Power FM 987 the hashtag is hashtag Power Zone uh, this morning at Katlero Lerodi underscore we're rallying behind that as well uh, this morning uh, so we'll be looking forward to interviewing Interacting as well with Modiba Peter, who goes by at Johannes Modiba 1 there by X. Modiba, good morning, sir. Welcome to the Power Zone. Modiba? It's a very good morning to you, Katero, and also the team behind the scenes as well as the listeners. And thanks for having me on this wonderful Friday morning and looking forward to dissect and wrap up what took place last week, midweek, and look ahead to this upcoming weekend. No, man, it's always lovely to have you on. Uh, and yeah, our Fridays won't be the same uh, without you just giving us a sense of, of what is happening in terms of sports, what we are missing out on and what we can look forward to, especially looking at the fact that uh, we have a long weekend uh, that is now ahead of us. So we need to position ourselves and know what to do, where to go. If What can we really talk about in terms of uh, the games uh, this morning? And I want us to start uh, there by cricket, right? and take a look at the T20 International 3 Series against India. We saw the Proteus really in action and coming out really victorious when you look at what has been happening there by T20. Give us a sense of how things fared here. As India, we're coming here in South Africa, and remember, we met them during the World Cup where we lost heavily against them there by 228 runs, if I remember very well. And also, they managed to play against Australia in a T20 where we did say that they got a seat revenge against Australia where they managed to win the series forward. So this time around, they get to come here with a big appointment from the 10th up until the, the 7th of January for, for 2024. So they were looking to come and continue where they left off against Australia. So surprisingly uh, in the first T20 series there, we couldn't play because there was too much persistent weather that was taking place in Deben. So, which means the, the, the toss couldn't take place and the match was abandoned due to rain. And then also uh, the next move was to proceed to Quebec in the, in the Eastern Cape where it was the second series. In that second series we saw the likes of uh, Matthew Briske, they, they introduced the young players there with uh, Rita Hendricks, Aiden Macram, Hendrick Klaas David Miller, 
Street Stand Stabs, Marco Janssen, Antile Petrukwayo, Gerald Kusie, Lizard mm-hmm. Williams, as well as Tabrish. So you can see that the crop of experienced players uh, that uh, participated in the World Cup, only one or two new faces, uh, which they have been given an opportunity to come and play. But guess what? On the day, uh, India posted 180 runs per seven wickets after 19.3 overs. But when it was at the time for us to bet Katleho, unfortunately, it was raining, it was pouring, mm-hmm. and the game has we stopped. So then at 22-8, then uh, the, the game managed to progress because the, the, the rain had stopped by, by that time. And uh, uh, as I stated before on the show, that uh, if it's raining, the, the team that gets to bet second, so they will definitely reduce the number of overs. So in that regard, uh, there was a method which is called DLS. I'll just try and educate the listeners about this one, DLS. <laughs> Method, which simply means dark words, the Louis Stein method, we, mm. which is used to help decide the winning side in an unavoidable situation for the team betting second in limited overs cricket. So in that regard, is a mathematical formulation designed to calculate the target score for the chasing team during a match. So in, in that regard, I think it favored the, the second team because in uh, South Africa, they were used the number of overs for them to come and bet and mm-hmm. also they were given a target, a target of 152 overs uh, should I say runs, two runs, so that when they bet, if they actually reach that particular 152 runs, they are definitely winners. So, and guess what? Mm-hmm. On the day, we managed to record 154 runs, having lost five with the likes of Sir Hendricks there, uh, gripping for nine runs from 27 balls, and Aiden McCram, 30 runs from 17 balls. So, we did so well, and then we managed to the series one day. Ah, but he was lying. Uh, also, uh, not uh, coming through. Losing you a bit there, Mudiba, uh, but Mudiba giving us a sense really of what has been happening. We'll take him to Livuani, so we fix that line. But he was giving us a sense of what happened here uh, in the match between the Proteus here and uh, India. Uh, this was the second T20 international that we saw uh, take place. And we know very well that, uh, you know, as you hear Mudiba telling us uh, the weather having an impact uh, really in terms of how the game would have fared in this particular regard. But the Proteus beating India in the second T20 international. And uh, Budiba, you're still breaking it down for us there uh, before we lost you, but get, getting a sense that uh, we got saved by the weather. Indeed, uh, I think uh, the weather in that first second uh, series, they saved us and we managed to win that game and mm. we led by one nil there, so which means we won by five wickets. So we went on to play the third uh, series there. But in that third series, I think we just uh, put the foot of the pedal. So India came uh, came in rampant as they scored 210 run, 201 runs per seven mm. wickets after 20 overs. So with us, we only scored 95 runs after 13.5 overs. It was just a bad day in the office where although David Miller tried and scored 35 runs from 25 balls. So with their players, they did so well. Uh, one of the players, the uh, Syria Kumar, the Yadav scored 100 runs from 56 balls. So they did so well to level the scoreline. So the scoreline ended one all. So it was a draw in terms of the T20 series. So the next move will definitely be the ODI, So which will be starting this upcoming Sunday. So let's see if mm, we will be able to yeah. do well.
Yeah, no, let's wait and see. It's just interested in this uh, DLS method. And I think it's one method uh, that, you know, as we go by and as we tend to see uh, cricket getting an understanding of uh, what is on offer within the cricket space, uh, we'll need a, a further breakdown of how it works, what informs it and the likes. But just happy uh, that uh, we saw uh, this method working in favor of South Africa and the Proteas here winning by uh, five wickets. So, Mudiba, uh, where to from here? I mean, we know very well that India is one uh, tough of a team and mm. when you look at it uh, going into uh, this particular series uh, what are our chances? We do have a, real, a, a, a good chance mm. and especially because we are playing at home so we need to put the smiles to the to the fans to show them that the, we didn't go to the World Cup and the, although we choked in the first semi-finals uh, but we deserved something so we must just show that the, with the players that participated in that World Cup that they ever experienced one they'll definitely continue where they left off and it will also be good to the new players that were introduced in this wonderful uh, ODI so speaking of that I can also bring some of the players that will be participating the likes of Aiden Matram Neil Bartman he is new this one Nandre Berger is also new we saw him also he made the debut in that first series there of the G20 Tony Dizozi as well he is new I think the other also want to get some bit of experience with regard to that so we've got Teresa Hendricks Keshav Maharaj Michalim Pongwani is also new as well David Miller Andile Petrukwayo Tabrik Shamsi Rasi van der Dusen Kyle Ferrain is also new, and Lizard Williams. So uh, I like the way uh, the, the players have been selected. So hopefully we can get something, but uh, taking anything away from India will definitely be give, give us a run for our money, but we need to do well because we are playing at home. Just to, to, to at least uh, settle the score, yeah. that's the run for being the thrust us in the World Cup. Of course, man. We've got a score to settle here. We're still upset. We must not be so losers, though, as well. I want to, to still uh, continue and stay with cricket, but look at uh, the Proteus women. They're also in action here, uh, where this T23 series is concerned. Uh, give us the result of what came out of this game, especially in the game against Bangladesh. Most definitely, I remember we lost our first T20 against the very same Bangladesh there uh, by 15 runs. So, but at least when we bounced back, because in the second uh, series there, there was also rain because that disrupted the proceedings. I think this wonderful summer, there's been rain all over the, the, the provinces there. So uh, we went on to play Chimbali once again in the third series. And guess what? We did well in that series as we won by eight wickets. So... And also the series ended one all. So now we will shift the the, the, the the move there to ODI as well, which is taking place tomorrow. So let's see if we will be able to do well at the East London kickoff is at two o'clock. So when I come back, definitely I'll bring the feedback of the ODI South Africa versus India from the Proteus men as well as the South Africa versus Bangladesh from the Proteus women. Hopefully they will do well. So good luck to them as well. Yeah, no, we're looking forward to that. Uh, Kimberley, really the place to be, even though we didn't see results there after the second. Uh, in terms of what South Africa was pushing, in terms of this T20I, we're seeing uh, them also being affected by uh, this rain. How do we bypass uh, this weather, Mudiba? Is there a way that maybe we can uh, play in and covered uh, kind of facilities that would see the games not disrupted? Are we, are we inching there when we look at transformation and the way that we often just see the weather uh, becoming a little bit of a factor in terms of the developments within the games. 
but up to so far, I think it's an it's an outdoor outdoor spot, so we don't mm, have a choice. Nice. So uh, that DLS will always be applied going forward. But uh, I think for me, it favors the second team that is going mm. to to bet. So in that regard, as we saw against India, so it, 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 that DLS applied only when weather conditions are are not conducive for us to 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 progress. Uh, as, as always, the, the the number of overs are reduced as well. So very interesting and complicated as well. Yeah, very interesting, complicated, uh, but also uh, we tend to or we appreciate the fact that uh, this time around we see uh, the pro tiers, especially the men's side, uh, really getting favor out of what is happening as we see the DLS system, that a particular method uh, tending to be applied here, uh, working in favor of uh, the boys. We'll tend to uh, we'll wait and see, Modiba. Next week you'll give us a sense of how then this yeah. series is faring and how both of these uh, cohorts, the male and the females are faring in terms of uh, the T20, especially the international series in this particular regard. Just a reminder to our listeners at home that we're still in conversation this morning with Modiba Peter, who's our sports commentator, coming through uh, this morning between 1 o'clock and 2 o'clock, and we're going, we're going into sports uh, just at length. Uh, we started with cricket there, and you at home, you're welcome to really give us a sense of how you're seeing developments around uh, these particular games and how then you can also so take advantage of these particular developments within these games to position yourself for the weekend ahead, the long weekend that is that kicks in today. Mudiba, I want us to go to rugby now and look at what is happening there. Look at the results, especially when you look at the Knockout Cup. The URC was in action and give us a sense also of the fixtures and what people can expect going into the weekend. Let's talk rugby, the United Rugby Championship. By the way, United Rugby Championship is on break, so there's a new a tournament that has been introduced. The Investec, yeah, I saw that, and I was like, I'm getting yeah. confused here. I saw that there's an <laughs> Investec as well, the Championship Cup. Uh, so, yeah, so, so it's it's a, yeah. it's a different one altogether. Yeah, it's a different one, mm. which is comprises of 24 teams, whereby they are grouped into six teams. So, mm. uh, the United Rugby Championship will definitely re- uh, return back next weekend. So, I'll will also give the listeners the fixtures going into next week. Let's see going forward. But in that regard, we are, we are currently uh, in the Investec uh, Cup Champions, mm. uh, SEGC, also called the European Champions Cup. So, but this time mm. around, the matches took place. It's, uh, I do have results of the matches that played last week, Friday. Which is the Connacht having lost the five forty one against the Podiaks Blazers, and then also the Glasgow uh, lost nineteen twenty eight against the Northampton, and then we also saw Toulon losing eighteen nineteen against the Exeter Chiefs, and then the Bath they winning thirty seven fourteen against the Ulster, having Ulster in the URC, mm-hmm. uh, Toulon winning fifty two seven against the Cardiff Rugby, then the Blue Bulls they winning twenty seven sixteen against the Saracens, then the Munster playing seventeen all against Bayonne. Then the Bristol winning 36-34 against Lyon. And then on Sunday, we saw the Sale winning 28-5 against Paris de France. And then the La Rochelle losing 9-16 against the Leinster of her own Lista. And then the Lister they winning 35-26 against Thomas. And then also the Racing losing 28-31 against the Harlequins. If I can just break it up into pieces, Katla, for yeah. this way. So, yeah. Uh, Eight teams were taken from the URC. When I when I did try to do some some findings, I realized that these are the top eight teams that finished in the top eight last season from so South Africa. They, 
yeah, of South Africa, mm-hmm. the same URC. So they also took the teams from abroad there in the Heineken Cup, and then eight teams from the England as well as the France. So they combined them together to make four four pools. Mm-hmm. So currently we've got Pool One, which is comprised of the Bodix Eagle, which is rooted number one, alongside Bristol Bears there, all the locked on five points there, and then there's our very own Bodacom Bulls at number three, and then there's Lyon and Saracens and connect at number six. So I think the per pool, we've got two South African teams that participate in the URC, United Rugby mm-hmm. Championship. So you go to pool two as well. They also there's Ulster and Cardiff, which are currently rooted number five, as well as number six, and Tolos, uh, uh, Bath Rugby, as well as Hello Queens, that are locked on five points, is number one, two, and three, with racings number two. Racings 92, this is the team that is played by our very own uh, captain, the Siakolisi of Diborge. So mm-hmm. yeah, very interesting there. And then also, in pool three, we've got the Musta as well as the Glasgow Warriors. They are also participating in the United Rugby Championship. So with Northern Northampton Saints, they would uh, set uh, first, and also executives that locked on four points, and then AB Bayonne as well as the very same Musta Statistic that locked on two points at number three and four respectively, and there's Tolon at number five, and lastly the Glasgow Warriors without a point as Tolon are on one point. Then the last pool, uh, there's Ginsta as well as the Stormers, they also participate in the United Rugby Championship. So uh, Lister is suited first with five points, and then the Sailor Sharks second with four points, alongside the same list I've just stated, and then the Rochelle at number four with a point, and then Stormers as well as the de France are rooted on zero points. They had to get the victories there. So in terms of the fixtures, I'll start from the pool one. Yeah. With the pool one, we've got the, uh, the Boutique Eagles, they'll host the Bristol Bears there at quarter past five, and then there's the Lyon up against the Vodacom Bulls at half past seven, and then Saracens uh, up against Connacht. This is the first game of the day at three o'clock, and in pool two, we've got the Cardiff Rugby there, up against the Bath Rugby at 10 o'clock in the evening. Uh, Ulster will host the racings at 10 o'clock as well. Then Halloween's uh, will host Toulouse at quarter past five. And then in pool three, we've got Northampton Saints will host Toulon at 10 o'clock. The AB Bayonne will host Glasgow Warriors there at 10 o'clock as well. And then the Exeter Chiefs will host the Munster there at 3 o'clock in the afternoon. And then, which is uh, taking place on Sunday. And then also uh, from the DHS, Thomas F. Pool 4 there, they will host the Rochelle at 3 o'clock. Then the Lista will host the Saint Sharks. And then on the 17th, uh, the study of France or host mm. the Leinster Tigers as well at 7 o'clock. We are very interesting. Those are some of the fixtures that are taking place today, tomorrow, as well as the uh, on Sunday. So with today, it's only in some six things up against the children that is taking place. Yeah. And the rest of the fixtures will be taking place tomorrow as well as on Sunday. Very interesting. Let's see, because uh, when I did um, some research there, I realized that the... Uh, as a pool comprised of six teams, mm. it is said that one team has to play four matches so that they can qualify for the knockout stages. Mm. Yeah, no, it's going to be an interesting one, especially when you look at the fact that uh, these are uh, the best in, in terms of uh, the teams that were selected from South Africa uh, from the mm. URC to form part of uh, this particular tournament, the European or the Investec Champion, uh, uh, Champions Cup, uh, where oh, yeah. this particular uh, tournament is concerned here. Uh, do we p- perhaps know how long uh, this tournament is expected to uh, go for, looking at those four pools uh, that they've divided them into? 
to. And also, when you look at it, uh, which teams are the ones to look out for? I'm, I'm just doing my research. I'm seeing a lot coming out of the DHL Stormers, one that has been touted here as one to look out for where these particular games are concerned. The Ulster as well, uh, we're seeing that name come out. So when you look at it, how long are we expecting this to go for? And which are the teams, especially here from home, that one can expect to look out for in terms of pushing that flag? Yeah, it's going to take long. I think maybe around April to May there. But then mm. I was so confused when, because the, each pool comprised of six teams. So I was expecting a, a single team playing five matches. But this time it says four matches. So there's also going to be some knockout qualifications there. So very tricky. So, but in terms of the teams that are standing a chance, as you know, Munster as well. As you know, they're the defending champions in our United Rugby Championship. Yes. So I can also read the Stomas as well. They were the runners-up last season on our side. So Leinster as well, currently they're rooted top in our very own United Rugby Championship. Those three teams for me, they are making it interesting. So we have to see the movement and to come and alert the snaps as the, the, the matches progresses. So even next week when I come back, I'll come and bring the results of how they, they are, they've been fed up in this, their performances over the weekend. But so far, I see the Stomas are rooted fifth. They are yet to collect a, point, a, a victory or a bonus point, so they need to do well going forward. But then they are rooted against the type of opponents, so mm. it's going to be interesting going forward. Yeah, no, are we hearing that this is not going to be a walk in the park uh, for any mm. of uh, these teams? Uh, just highlighting the uh, competitive nature of this particular tournament here, Mudiba. Also looking at the fact that uh, we have a three-in-one, right? We have uh, the European uh, Championship, we have the Investec, we have a Rugby, uh, the United Rugby Championship, and mm-hmm. all of these teams, uh, competitive teams coming out of all of these segments, and they would want to ensure that they come out victorious here and show what they're made of, uh, like you mentioned Munster, to say Munster, when you look at the URC, is one of the teams to look out for, as they've won it before. So when you look at all of these uh, teams, uh, would you say that really indeed is going to be a little bit of a challenge here, in terms of just seeing a clear picture of who then comes out victorious, maybe post-April next year, uh, where this tournament is concerned? Most definitely. So I think the teams will be tested in terms of character, yes. Yeah. So mm. because some of the opponents are very strong. So I can see, especially those that are, that are at the top of the pools, I can go to pool one, Boutique's Eagle, the various Ashwin Science, the Tolos at pool two, as well as Northampton Saints and Lister at number f- at pool four. So mm. those teams, uh, I think uh, with our teams uh, participating in the URC, they're going to be tested as well. But I wish they can do well and put the URC South Africa on the map. But also with some of the players uh, uh, that are pre- uh, playing for the country they, at some point, uh, they, are, they must show to the coach that they are really ready to play rugby as much. By the way, uh, mm. uh, our own Jack Nabir is currently with Leinster. So let's see, <laughs> because Leinster has been doing well up, up to so far. So very interesting. It's going to be an interesting one. And I, I, I picked up on the fact that we're also going to see a history kind of repeating itself in terms of all of these clashes uh, from, uh, you know, the national teams, right? Uh, all of these players that have now been scattered into uh, the regional teams and the domestic teams here uh, at home. We don't see them uh, now wearing the South African flag or South African regalia. Uh, we see them now playing for their different teams and, and Sia Colisi also in the mix as well. Uh, uh, how, how do you see this dynamic uh, playing out, especially when you look at the fact that we're coming out of uh, that particular rugby uh, uh, World Cup? 
So they must just so I think the confidence are still the tears are still up. So mm-hmm. in terms of fitness as well. So and also the URC as it has started, but Siakolis is playing abroad mm-hmm. with that ninety two team there. Mm-hmm. So it's gonna be interesting for me. So let's see if they'll continue working hard and doing well. So their tears are still up and, and some of the players we've seen them participating in the mm-hmm. uh, is it Springer Sevens that we spoke about Black Park last week. So yes. yeah, the players I think they want to raise their hands in terms of going to represent the country. But this is a good platform for them to do well yeah no today is springbok day and here at home we're hoping that uh, the spirit really reverberates and it moves all the way to the boys each and every one of them that is playing in their different teams to really show uh, what south africa is made of here uh, when you look at uh, what uh, this particular tournament here is on offer the investec champions cup and uh, thanks mutiba Muna, for setting us off in terms of uh, some of those games that are uh, will be on offer uh, this particular weekend the eagles will be in action here at quarter past five Ulster as well at 10 o'clock in the second yeah. group Glasgow uh, the Warriors uh, the, you know they'll also be meeting Munster will also be in action on Sunday so we're really spoiled for choice here the Stormers also yeah. on Sunday here so meaning that one can position themselves to say uh, let me call Majita and then we chill and make it a, a rugby series kind of a weekend uh, because we have this long weekend get festive season uh, so there's yeah. a lot that people can I really take here in uh, breaking it down so nicely and just in any way letting it loose in terms of how the year, how hectic this year, uh, 2023 has been uh, for a lot of people. So yeah, thank you very much, man, uh, for giving us the fixture as well here uh, because we're setting ourselves off for a lovely weekend of, uh, you know, rugby ahead, Mudiba. But there's also other sporting codes uh, that are in action when you look at how we find ourselves in this particular sporting space. Netball, I want us to go there, Diba and speak about the Proteus. They hosted England here. There was a three tall series that we saw take place. Let's reflect in terms of the second, the third tour as well that took place. Uh, we're really, really looking forward at uh, the ladies continuing with that spirit of victory, the spirit of resi- resilience. Uh, when you look at how the third in the year, uh, netball, the Proteus, la- the Proteus ladies here. Indeed, as you know, also coming from the World Cup as well. Mm, so this mm. time around, we come and play a three tour friendly. Although uh, going into those uh, three tour series, the uh, England were having an upper hand as they've done well against us previously mm. in the first five as well. So this time, we uh, when we came in last week, we lost the 54-51 against the same England, and then we had to play against the second series where we did so well. Finally, we won by 61-59. So marginally there. So uh, players like the Rolin Scruter, they were given a chance by a very outgone coach Namaplamba. Uh, so, but on the third uh, match, they uh, we performed poorly on the day, unfortunately, as mm. we lost by 53-50. So, which meant that uh, England are uh, the winners 2-1. They won the series by 2-1. So, it was so un- unfortunate, but uh, we tried our best. So, and we also had the news that uh, Namaplamba finally has left the, the office. So, mm. uh, then she was being given the farewell uh, uh, as, as she was departing for the country as well. Mm-hmm. And then also one of our players also, she just announced her retirement, Pumza Mawini. As we know, she did excellently well during the World Cup yes. and is 
served uh, within the, the protest ladies for a very long time. Uh, nine seasons, having uh, obtained 121 caps. Very interesting there. So let's see, because they, he, she did say that when I read the story, said, she said, I've taken the time to reflect and think, and I'm set to announce that the time has come for me to gracefully exit the court, making space for the emerging stars uh, awaiting their chance. The unwilling, uh, unwavering support of my son and family throughout my netball journey mm. has been invaluable and they rightfully deserve more of my time and attention. Moving forward, I intend to contribute to the sport uh, from the sidelines, fostering growth, development, and coaching for the next generation of superstars. That's how she de- 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 described her, her departure. So mm. for me, she was just marvelous to watch yeah. throughout the yeah, no, most definitely. You're right uh, to say that what a marvel, what a career as well in this particular sporting code. And we are glad to hear her saying that uh, she's not just giving up altogether. Uh, she's going to ensure that she transfers the skills and she plays a key role in the development of uh, those young ones that would uh, want to get into this sporting code. Netball would want to also uh, get the best out of uh, what the games are on offer. Uh, but really, looking forward to what the future holds for her but also looking at Norma Plumber, the coach in this particular regard her future with the Proteus is this that farewell was it the end of it all or when you look at it she could come back somehow or what does the future hold for Norma Plumber here as we are bidding her farewell no, she was retiring as well. I think because of she's also aging, so she's finally announced her retirement. So, and then also when I did some follow-up, which was said that they come much, they will definitely announce the new coach. So I'm looking at the current uh, assistants who worked with her, the recent Misani Chaoke, as well as Nicole Kusak. I think one of these two, they must be given a chance because previously, as Nama Plamba has been in the country, it's 2015, to, to, to 2019, mm-hmm. she left, she came back because the World Cup was just nearer. So I think these two, they deserve an opportunity. I think we need a South African coach this time around. Yeah, no, most definitely. And we will watch uh, with close eye keenly uh, to see then in terms of who takes over who steps into those boots in this particular regard uh, what was her legacy how has uh, what is she leaving behind is she uh, someone that in this space uh, can be categorized as legendary would we, we miss her uh, when you look at how she has fed Norma Plummer as a coach here for the national team Indeed, yeah, I can also classify her as one of the legends because mm. she took us to the final of the World Cup previously before this current one that we hosted. So, mm. yeah, yeah, for me, she did well for the country. Although her country, that's Marvel, Australia, you know, yes. they are forever champions. Yeah. So she can't even defeat her <laughs> own country. So very interesting on that part. But at least we've got the quad series going into January that mm. is coming up towards the month's end. Let's see, because it's taking place at Ellis Park. We'll come and also alert the listeners about the players that would have been uh, uh, called to come and honor the, the caps for the country. Mm. I thought you would come through with strategies, man, on how we can take Australia down. Uh, but we see her struggling in that uh, particular regard here. But we're bidding her farewell and a job well done, uh, you know, for getting us where we are mm. right now and for uh, ensuring that she invests. I mean, her coming back in 2019 uh, into the game as well, uh, it shows that she's got a, uh, you know, a, a soft spot for this game and she would want to invest as much as she can until the 
the end. Uh, we're seeing her retire uh, within uh, the game as well. Uh, something that is a marvel uh, to explore. So we'll wait and see how retirement treats her. Uh, but we wish that she continues also on the sideline uh, to give advices and, and the likes, yeah. consultants and the likes in terms of strategies on how then we can maintain uh, this particular uh, you know, upward t- trend or trajectory uh, where this game of netball is concerned. We, we didn't have a, a bad year, uh, you know, with netball, Mudiba. Indeed, because we finished amongst the, I think, mm. number six, if I remember very well. So, but we could have done better because we were the host. I think we just, yeah. under pressure, anxiety and everything, but uh, I think there's still room for improvement going forward. But with the two coaches that are left, Dumisani Chaoke and Nicole Kuzak, one of them must just try and uh, fight for that uh, in terms of but they did say also that they also uh, are attending interviews, uh, trying to mm. give only a uh, vacancy to anyone who's available with much experience. Uh, let's not forget there's also Masamu Swatle Sam as well. So maybe she might also want to try her luck in terms of that post. But we'll have to uh, see what, whenever I get something, I'll come and add the listeners as well. Of course, man, we trust you to uh, the best way you know how to uh, in terms of uh, what you always bring on offer uh, here on the show. Not taking that for granted at all, Mudiba. I want us to change tech uh, this morning and go to the games of football, uh, the DSTV Premiership, uh, the past weekend's results. Let's look into uh, that and also look at what happened during the week, the midweek results. There were uh, games that were uh, on offer and play during the week. Uh, Also just give us a sense of how those particular games games that we saw uh, play out from last weekend into the week affected the log standings here uh, in terms of uh, how we, we're looking at uh, this particular uh, DSTV premiership. Indeed, we saw a Cape Derby there last Friday there as Stellenbosch hosted Cape Town City there at the Danny Craven Stadium and Stellenbosch managed to win that game by one goal to nail there. Ura answered he was the goal scorer as Steve Baker continues to do well. And then we saw Cape Town City uh, having won six matches on the trot, but this time around their run of form was just uh, spoiled by the very same uh, Stellenbosch there. So as I, I, I can see that in terms of that, Steve Baker got a huge advantage against Eric Tintler where they made five times and he's managed to win four games and only drew one. So going forward, it's back to the dream board for Cape Town City there. As we saw, one of their strikers there, he was red-carded there, Kanisa Mayo there. So I don't know because their next game will be against Mamelodi Sundowns. So they need to reshuffle as soon as possible. Then on Saturday, we saw Polokwane City play host to Keza Chiefs, but Keza Chiefs managed to win that one by odd goal to nil. As Pule Modi scored the only goal of the match in that game, I remember Polokwane City tried to take the game to Keza Chiefs, where Keza Chiefs were saved by Bruce Fuma. He made some stunning saves in that game to keep the score line at one nil so two matches two clean sheets so after so far much better because as we know Kedashi has been having a crisis when it comes to goalkeepers mm. as we we had the story of Itumelon Kune yeah. of the pitch as well as the, uh, Brendan Peterson very erratic but at least he comes in because he hasn't been playing Bruce Wuma for quite a while so he's uh, just a decent let's see going forward if he'll continue from where he left off and then we also saw a uh, Chippa United winning 2-0 against Golden Arrows and uh, both the two coaches were under pressure Mongen Mamina having played six matches without a victory and then also Maputi Kanyeza having lost four matches and this was his fifth loss so he's just uh, being under pressure especially after the departure of Vuzumuzi Villagas, who's currently joined uh, Richards Bay 
Kaitano Tembu there, that's a, whom is also struggling as well. We'll come to him as uh, as we continue with the results there. And then on the very same evening of that Saturday, we saw Orlando Pirates. They hosted TS Galaxy at the Orlando Stadium. And then Eugene Hotos scoring a stunning of a free kick there. And as Orlando Pirates won by one goal to nil, I think this back to the dream board for Coach Seattle I don't know if maybe mm-hmm. his mind was focusing on the Kalim Blakely ball final that is taking place tomorrow. We're still going to talk as the show progresses now. And then on Sunday, we saw the Vilsim Royal AM, Mam Jesus side, Mama Joyce uh, team there, winning 3-2 against the Vilsim Richards Bay. Kaitano Tembus continued to struggle, where we saw Mkoli Simatupu scoring a brace with Tabo Matlaba, but he went also went on to score an own goal with Sanalo Band scoring for, for Richards Bay there as well. So, and uh, this the day before yesterday, we saw Mamelodi Sundowns, they hosted Cape Town Space at the Loftus Stadium and what a kicking strike scored by Pombuli. A stand off a goal with Grand Kekana and Peter Shalulile put putting the final nail in Cape Town's best coffin. So it shows that uh, they, they are going this one. But Amaya to the I think they might go back to multiple foundation because they are not winning matches. They are under pressure. When I watched that game that oh, oh, I realized yeah. that they can't even combine uh, combinations. They can't even shoot a shot on target. So they just confused. I don't know and Smithendorp will be under pressure going forward. Forward. Let's wait and see. And then also Amazulu, they managed to record a victory against Kukun United 1-0. Junior Dion being the co-scorer in that match. So very interesting. In terms of the lock, Mamelodi Sundowns have played 11 matches, and they've won all the 11 matches. So some of the people are saying, yes, you know, there's too much hype with regard to football. They will win all 30 matches. They'll slap everyone, but we'll have to wait going and see going forward. So Captain City at number two, and then Stellenbosch at number three. So, yeah, Cape Town's teams have improved currently this current season. So, very interesting up to so far. And in terms of the fixture that is taking place today, Moraga Solos will host Super Sport United at the Jobsonville Stadium. Kickoff is at half past seven. And then there's Kalim Break Label final uh, taking place tomorrow. Stellan Bosch hosting TS Galaxy at the Moses Mapida. So, I hear number of tickets have been sold out. So, let's wait and see. And then on Sunday, there's Golden Arrows hosting Orlando Perez, the Mapudi Kanyas are under pressure. Will he suffer his mm. loss? We'll have to wait and see because Orlando Perez currently, they are on form. They've been keeping clean sheets, five clean sheets. Medusi Utilizzi deserves credit. And also, they're playing as a team just that they need to polish up front. But so far, so good for USA Rivero. You know, it's going to be an interesting one as well uh, going into the, le- the, the the long weekend. Uh, as you're mentioning that Stellenbosch will be in action here. We see Swallows as well in action. And really, the week uh, saw a lot of teams really positioning themselves to try and crack uh, the code. We're seeing Sundowns relentless uh, in terms of how then they maintain that top form. Uh, how we see them as well uh, just maintaining uh, that sport uh, there uh, at uh, the top you mentioned Itumelenkune. You mentioned the a challenge in terms of uh, goalkeepers coming out of the Kaiser Chiefs camp. Uh, let us in on uh, where is he? Where is he with this matter? Uh, since we had that, you know, there were issues of suspension for uh, coming uh, drunk at work and, and the likes. Uh, where is that particular matter? I remember it was the end of the show and we couldn't specify further mm. and we 
postponed the matter to the following week. Yeah, currently, as the, he was called in front there to come and uh, disclose everything, they currently has been uh, re- re- taken away the captaincy ambent and then he's been suspended. Mm-hmm. So they also said that they've booked him a counseling for a program for him to to attend because, as you know, he's been with the club for a very long time from the younger player as he is. So, but for him to do that, it was just uncalled for. So there are a lot of things that are taking place uh, behind the scenes of Kiza mm-hmm. Chiefs. So hopefully the management will address that with the players because also I had one of the players as well. He was suspended from the very same alcohol mutism Danzani. So for me, they need to fix that as soon as possible. Yeah. But so far, he's been removed from the Chiefs' activities. Bruce former Brandon Peterson, will be only participating as far as the goalkeeping department. But Bruce former so far, he's raised this and let's see if mm. he'll continue doing well in his third game. And by the way, the third match will be taking place next week, Saturday against the very same struggling Richard B. So we don't know how long uh, this sanction is for, right, in terms of uh, how he's going to be going into counselling and the unbend removed from him in terms of the captaincy. Uh, uh, them giving him time to figure himself out. Uh, could this also spell a disaster for uh, someone that would want to always be in top form and play to the best of their abilities? And this is tantamount to being benched uh, when you look at uh, what is happening here over time. And could you say that Really, alcohol is a cancer and an enemy of progress where uh, some of our superstars, athletes, musicians and the likes are concerned uh, because we see alcohol as one of the factors here that is affecting this person's career. Most definitely, I can name some other players who previously they played for Kaiser Chiefs and some of them were chased away because of alcohol. The likes of President Changase, I can name Tumisani Zuma. So those players also, they were not behaving well. Uh, that's why he also went on to join Amazulu. He was released because of bad behavior. Capatino Mango is also another player. So some of the players with regard to alcohol is some bit of bad when it comes to uh, progression. So they need to change their attitude. Uh, uh, the players. So I don't know what, what what's this mentality. Where is this mentality coming from? They need to change this mentality as soon as possible. But with Itumenonkune, it was just uncalled for. He was just he should have acted as a leader. As you know, he's been a captain in Kiza Chiefs for a very long time. Mm-hmm. So uh, as we rightfully just ask again, I think uh, I don't see him going to play from Kiza Chiefs to many matches the entire season. As mm-hmm. his contract is uh, only signed a one year contract. So uh, by the end of the season, it would have been uh, elapsed. So we don't know whether management will be saying will give you something behind the scenes or as a goalkeeper coach. So very interesting there. But I think as I once heard him, he did say that he still wants to play until he, reach, he reaches 40 years, but currently he's still 36 years old. So mm-hmm. very interesting and complicated as well. Stay away from the bottle, Itu Meling, because it's, uh, yeah, it's an enemy of progress uh, when you look at what has been happening over time. But a lot of people going through the most, uh, so even athletes are not spared here. Uh, when you look at some of the challenges that we face in our day-to-day uh, that uh, would lead someone to wanting to indulge in alcohol or suppressants or something uh, that would give you some sort of an outlet here. Uh, but it's always a recipe 
recipe for a disaster. It's a trap of note, uh, this alcohol. Uh, but then we're hoping that, you know, he more or less uh, comes out of this and we see him, you know, carrying on playing until 40 and also being a good example as well. Like you say, he should have known better as someone that has been in this in this particular captaincy position for quite uh, some time here. And that is something that I guess a lot of other athletes as well and sports people will have to, uh, you know, learn from. Uh, but issues of dealing with counseling and debrief and the likes, mental health is a big issue, Modiba. And I think that, you know, players too, whatever they're experiencing, we all just need some sort of an outlet where then we check in, we check ourselves and the likes so that we don't find ourselves relying on alcohol uh, as uh, some sort of an outlet uh, here uh, going forward. But I want us to also look at uh, the coaches, Mudiba, how things have fared with the coaches in this particular regard. Which coach is skating on a thin ice or is next to be sacked? We're going into uh, the end of the year. We're looking forward to uh, 2024. Uh, what are you hearing? Uh, how are you? Uh, p- what are you picking up, especially uh, when you look at uh, FIFA and how things have, have gone in this particular regard? For now, I've got two, three coaches for me. The first one would be Ernst Middendorf, Keep Town Space. So I think they made a mistake of appointing him because the team is just in shambles for me. So they really, I can't do well. So he's my first coach. The second one would be Kaitano Tembu. When I watch the Richards Bay playing, they usually play what is called this anti-football thing. They are, can't attack. There's no combination play. Whenever I watch them, there's no structure as well. So similar with Ernst Middendorf as well. Even when I saw them against Mamelu Sundowns, they were just confused. It's like they were just came in, coming in there at Loftus Stadium to honor the fixture. They were just afraid of Mamelodi Sundowns. As you know, Mamelodi Sundowns, they're just passing. They're just on form. They're just unstoppable. So they're still going to uh, slap teams. Uh, I remember I said it when, even when they played Golden Mamelodi Sundowns. I said, no, those ones will definitely be champions because teams are just asleep and they keep collecting points game by game. So, so far, it's Ernst Middendorp, Katano Tembu, and Mapudi Kanyeza. I did state, state on fan base that uh, the Golden Eros must just get a goal coach whom he will be able to assist him because for me he's still inexperienced so he's still acclimatizing to this positioning of a coach so but some of the people are saying because the day when he when he defeated Kaiser Chiefs 2-1 he stated that Kaiser Chiefs is an ordinary team then after he stated such words then he started struggling and failing to get results so up to so far, let's see against Orlando Pirates he's playing another tough match and against a team which is on form eh, Orlando Pirates so far yeah, man. Uh, let, let's just wait and see if uh, these uh, coaches will uh, pick up their uh, socks here. Uh, because also when you look at it, we often uh, just get uh, the coach being uh, the casualty here uh, when it comes to some of the uh, developments within uh, the team, the losses, the wins and the likes. Uh, so if you have a coach mm. that is struggling, then you tend to see it reflected on how the team is doing on the log standings as well. I mean, looking at Skukune United, they're ranked 13 as we speak right now, where the log is concerned. This telling you that Kaitano Tembo, really, this things didn't work out in terms of how then things would have fared in this particular regard. So one would like to see how then the next year goes for this particular you know teams. Is it still early days, Mudiba, to be talking relegations and who then will be moving on in terms of the log standings? 
lendings as we speak right now. I mean, we're talking some of the teams that are finding themselves down there on the log. Richards Bay, Cape Town Spurs, Royal AM, it's on the 14th spot with this Kukune as well. These are the teams that, uh, when you look at it, uh, they didn't fare well where the year uh, is concerned. Is it still early days or the writing is uh, there on the wall in terms of issues of relegation? It's both ways for me because uh, this is a time where you need to collect points because mm-hmm. second round is very tricky. It's very tough. Whereby points are very crucial. And uh, as you, let me just clarify this one of Skuku United. Katon mm-hmm. Timbo, yes, he was once a Skuku United coach, but currently mm-hmm. he's coaching Richard Bay and he's doing well. Remember, he was also fired by Skuku United. So they've just appointed, you remember, the Shonola Siema, who's currently the head coach following the departure mm-hmm. of uh, Brandon Truta, he was also sacked because of poor results. That's why you find them lying there amongst the fourth from the bottom. So those teams are really under pressure. But I think uh, the way you start the season determines how you're struggling. I remember in the first match, they lost against Sundowns 2 and Ashkukun United. So I remember Richard Bay, they lost 2 0 against Super Sport in the first match of the season. So which showed that uh, they still go- we were still going to struggle going into the season. Transpers, I remember they lost against uh, TS Galaxy 1 0. So that's how they, they keep struggling to get results. How you start is determines how you're going to go, struggle going forward. Mm-hmm. So, but then, yeah, it's very tough that the big uh, uh, Royal AM as well, we can throw them as well, but yeah. lately they've improved. Yes, Mam Kiss's fight, Mama Joy's fight. So, I remember they won 3 2 last week, the other week they won 2 1 against the mm-hmm. very same Cape Town space. So, at least there are signs of improvement going forward. So, it's going to be tough because uh, next week there's still more fixtures coming up. Uh, yeah. So, but for me, Cape Town's space, they are going. I don't see them surviving because if you check the gap between them and Richards Bay, mm-hmm. it's seven points. Seven you points, look at yeah. Richards Bay and the Royal EM, it's seven points as well. So it's so tough, yeah. So Skokie United must also pull up their socks as well. They've signed good players. It's just that the coach who, uh, uh, who left the club, the uh, Brandon Tutor, he was mm-hmm. struggling in terms of the combination play. And the Toronto Siema took over. He won his first match, but he just lost against Amazul. So majority of teams are showing signs of inconsistency. But so far, my middle sundowns for me, very, very fantastic. Stalin Bosch, not forgetting Steve Baker. He's doing it so well with the absence of some of the players he released. Remember Pongisani Mutata, who just joined Chaser Chiefs, versus Bia, who just joined Solos, Ibrahim Japa, he went abroad. Uh, junior Mendieta, Mamelodi Sundowns, those are good players who did well for him last season. But this time he's just acquired a crop of young good players, Antonio Van Vig, Jaden Adams, Citlin Dooley. So you, you just enjoy watching them whenever they play. Very impressive for me. So he's doing well, Steve Baker. I think he's, uh, uh, how can I put this one, development is uh, paying dividends for them because whenever they try to grab a player from the developments to come and bring it in the first team, they're doing well, combining well with the likes of Dino Van Royen. So very impressive for me. So it's also a big weekend, Mudiba, when you look at uh, what we expect to come out of the Culling Knockout Cup. All eyes really on the Moses Mabida Stadium there in KwaZulu-Natal, where TS Galaxy and Stellenbosch are concerned. Let us in on what you're reading into uh, this game here. The Rockets broke uh, that KwaZulu-Natal's hearts as we saw them eliminating Usutu to set the deciding clash here against uh, you know, Stellenbosch. Uh, give us a sense of what you're reading into this game. 
going to be an interesting game because I remember I was at the studio the other time last season there where Stellenbosch thrashed the PS Galaxy mm-hmm. by six goals to three. And recently in the DSTV Premiership, they thrashed the very same uh, TS Galaxy by three goals to nil. Let's not forget when Bonnet Parker broke the East Lake, the TS Galaxy surprised Mamelodi Sundowns on penalties. So the others on the other side, Stellenbosch uh, defeated the likes of Polokwane City there two nil. So they've, they've defensively for me, they've been solid. They're playing exciting football when I watch TS Galaxy. So I don't think they can match the, the pace of Stellenbosch because Stellenbosch play, are playing a pressing game and with them, they always play on transition. Although they tried their best against Orlando Pirates, but for me, they offered nothing that's second enough. So but for me, I'll give it to, to, to Stellenbosch. For me, Stellenbosch have been fantastic. Get players like Ikram Reynas for me. It's going to be me, uh, looking at that game tomorrow. So with them, yes, players like Samir Nukovic, recently they've came into the party. Yes, they nicknamed him Kokota Piano. So let's see if he will Kokota uh, with the polls as far as Stellenbosch are concerned. But the likes of Stage Stevens are doing so well. But they've also introduced a new goalkeeper there from Rwanda, who also played when we lost the Espa Fanabafana lost against Rwanda. Fiakantuari. Let's see if he will also come to the party. But for me, Stellenbosch, they've always shown that they can beat the Chess uh, Galaxy anytime, any day. So, but some of the people are saying don't take them lightly because uh, they, they are on and off uh, Chess Galaxy. Maybe they'll rise to the occasion, but mm. I don't see them going to beat Steve Barker. Steve Barker, I think for me, you yes. want to win this cup considering that uh, he lost against the Swallows in his last cup final. I remember it was in the APSA Cup in 2005, so he wants to do well. So for me, I'll go with Steve Barker. Yeah, he's been on top form, man. Uh, Mudiba, mm. uh, with a couple of minutes that we have left, uh, give us a sense of what came out of the CAF Champions League and really uh, what we can look forward to as we go into the weekend. Uh, we saw Mamelodi Sundowns playing cholesterol against the pyramids of Egypt. And tomorrow they're also going to play the very same pyramids of Egypt in the second round. So they need to start collecting points because if you check in their group stage, all the teams are deadlocked on four points. You check Mamelodi Sundowns, Nyodiabu, TP Mazembe, as well as the very same pyramids that they are looking at. So in terms of the other fixtures, I'll trash quickly to the EPL. There are matches taking place today in Nottingham Forest up against Tottenham Ospe at 8 o'clock in the evening. There's Bournemouth up against Luton at 3 o'clock tomorrow. Chelsea up against Sheffield United. Uh, Man City up against Crystal Palace. They're all kicking up at 3 o'clock and also Newcastle against Fulham. Then at half past 5, there's Bentley up against Everton. On Sunday, Arsenal will host Brighton at 2 o'clock. Mm. Brentford will host Aston Villa at 2 o'clock. West Ham will host the Wolves at 2 o'clock. And Liverpool will host the Man United at half past 4. So from the Multiple Foundation as well, there are matches also taking place Today, there's Pretoria University there up against Marumo Gardens. Marisbeck United will host Black Leopards. And then tomorrow, there's JDR Stars up against Pretoria Kalis. Magesi FC up against La Masia. There's Milford FC up against Baroka FC. There's Platinum City Rovers up against the Orbit College top of the log there. Vendor Football Academy up against the Uppington City. All those matches will kick start at 3 o'clock. And on Sunday, there's only one match taking place. Hungry Lions up against the, the Catholic Stars. So, yeah, it looks interesting. So, yeah, well, uh, fans are spoiled for choice. There's, there's hockey, there's everything taking place. And by the way, we saw Argentina continuing with their run of form as far as the hockey is concerned from the women's side. It was very interesting there. 
You know, uh, really looking forward to what the weekend has in store for us. We devise a long weekend. It's a springbok weekend, meaning that uh, we can only start it off uh, so nicely in terms of going into uh, the sports. We're hoping that people will go out and wear their regalias in terms of uh, the bokeh uh, because they are the ones that really brought us uh, this public holiday, uh, the 15th of uh, December. Yeah. But lovely starting it uh, with you, man. And we always appreciate what you bring for us every single Friday uh, where uh, the show show is concerned please take care of yourself uh, let's touch base again uh, just in the coming week uh, where we'll also be wrapping up what came out of the year i want us to uh, next week just reflect and just go back to where we started in january as well uh, to where we are right now in terms of the games the wins the misses uh, and what we can look forward to in terms of all of these different uh, sporting coats motiva as we'll be wrapping it up uh, for the year uh, 2023 but we really appreciate you coming on and always giving us a your time every Friday. Much appreciated. I can't wait as well as you know a lot has taken place yeah. with the World Cup. So we'll, I think we'll dissect it <laughs> Yeah, I can't wait as well. It's been an interesting year yeah. as well. We dissected everything. We, I enjoyed every moment of it. So yeah, with that, yeah, that was Sports Rep and I am Mudiva Johannes Peter and yeah, it's a very good morning to you, Katlaho, the team Blenders, as well as the listeners. Let's talk more once again next weekend. Mudiba Superstar, thank you very much for your time. And of course, we'll do it again uh, with Mudiba next week, where we'll be wrapping it up for the year in terms of uh, how sports and these games have fed. It has really been an interesting year of dominance, a year of win, uh, where uh, the sports also managed to bring us together as a nation here, uh, just through the spring box. Netball was in action, uh, South Africa in top form, also in the football space as well. Uh, just really a big congratulations to our cricket teams as well that are uh, making waves uh, throughout uh, the globe in terms of what's on offer here. Uh, But we really appreciate uh, you at home for uh, just spending time with us every Friday as we go into this particular feature. You've been listening to a Power 98.7 podcast. For more podcasts, visit power987.co.za or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.